and welcome everybody to the Young Minds Podcast. How are we doing out there? Uh, good? I'm doing great, okay, Justin. Good. Thank you. Good. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, so this happens to be brought to you by somebody other than us, guys. Wow. We're brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by Onnit. It's a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs. Through a wide array of products and supplements, Onnit combines cutting-edge science, earth-grown nutrients, and time-tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. Thank you, Mr. Textbook. Use fucking code... <laughs> What's the code? Use promo code YOUNGMINDS with no space at checkout for 10% off. Yes. Honestly, I'm about to buy Onyx Creatine. Bites, no, they're Creatine oh, powder. I have three. Because I need to. One. You have three of them? No, but you're going to buy one. Why do you have three? Because I use Creatine and I will never stop. <laughs> okay, but three. Okay. Okay. It's grass-fed okay. Creatine. Do Give you want to hear that part? Can I take a tub, dude? Please. Take? No. <laughs> I just got so upset. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, you're going to have a sample. I'm about to buy on its uh, creatine powder because I really, I was looking at it and I really so, want it. Yeah, so just really quick, just for your shopping list, honestly, things that I think are worth it. They have a shit ton of stuff there, but I'm going to just give you the breakdown. Don't waste your time with anything else, to be honest. Um, protein bites. Yes. Incredible. Their Delicious. protein bites have a shit ton of plant nutrients in them as well. Like if you read the back, you just see 60 different plants that are actually in there with grass-fed whey and dark chocolate. Um, also, And everything's organic. So if that matters to you, it uh, matters to me. Uh, also, their creatine is sourced from grass-fed cow. Also, their whey protein is sourced from grass-fed cow and tastes incredible. I was just about to say, MCT a lot of times when well. stuff is uh, it's not grass-fed and organic, it tastes really shitty. Yeah. But Onnit has a very good taste. They slaughtered it. Um, and then on top of that, I would just say, which I just said before, um, there, at, before you interrupted me, which is fine, MCT oil uh, from Coconuts. But uh, yeah, and you put that inside of your coffee, which yes. as you blend it and it makes a froth. You know what the best coffee really to put good. that in? What would that be? They're called Nura Roast. No shit. Right? Tell me more. Let me tell you. Nura Roast is actually an organic Italian dark roast coffee with added nootropic benefits from adaptogens, right? Wow. I know. You guys are shaking out there because this is crazy. So basically, you'll get mushrooms such as lion's mane, cordyceps, shaga, reishi, turkey tail, and shiitake to help stimulate focus and mental clarity. In this coffee, in the Neuroast, there are no sugars, sweeteners, preservatives, chemicals, or hydrogenated oils. And oh, God, you guys ready for more. this? Jesus Christ, bro. Because you are part of the Young Minds family, you can use code young minds at checkout for 10 percent off oh. is there a space oh. is there a space no space young minds. oh my god Straight there's no through. space oh we're so close <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah and honestly though you could take the mct oil you buy from on it and you can mix it with the neuros coffee and then that's you take a combination Herigold grass-fed butter if you really want to get freaky that's what i do throw that shit in there yeah and then blend it up in a blender because if you just put mct oil inside of coffee it's going to pool up and mm -hmm. just like get weird. And if you mix it and you think you could shake it up, it's just going to get into like little balls. They're going to like be isolated balls of oil. It's gross. So put it into a, a fucking blender. Nutribullet. Nutribullet. Ninja. Uh, name drop here. Uh, magic bullet. Magic uh, bullet. Blender that plugs into the <laughs> wall, whatever you have. Just use that. Uh, if you're one of those weirdos who have a shaker bottle that has a blender, did you ever see that shit? 
You ever see someone with a that's shaker electronic? Bo- yeah, the sweet. shaker electronic. Yeah, it's a waste. That's a complete waste. Don't buy that. That's stupid. Except like. So hold on, my shaker bottle's speaking. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, these are the two companies that we really trust. And it sounds very scripted because it is. Um, we, we did read off of a script, which yeah, is totally because we need to be more organized. But these are things that we, as you know, if you follow all the podcasts prior, we've been using this shit forever. Um, now it's actually brought to you by them, um, which is great because we finally uh, grew the, the gojones to speak to them and say, hey, look, yo, you want to. Yeah, we love you your product. We want to share. And they fucking did. So, Bing. anyway, let's talk about this episode. Yeah, what did we do? I, I start off explaining to you why I uh, cried earlier. Pussy. Thank you. Okay. Next. <laughs> next. <laughs> oh, no. What was next? I completely I don't know. I don't give a Take shit. it. You only have a minute and 20 seconds. It's so not make only it quick. our podcast. Make it um, quick. All right, yeah. What? Okay, so then I spoke about. Oh, we spoke about isolation versus compound movements in exercise. Yes. Uh, the importance of both of them and how they both work together to achieve the best results. Uh, also, we talked about psilocybin and LSD, also known as mushrooms and lysergic acid dithylamide, because I learned that yesterday. I finally got it down because it was pissing me off. I was like, what is LSD? I didn't know. And now um, you know. For someone so close to me. Also, we saw, and I forgot something. I didn't say it, so I'm going to save that for next time. But also, we had a study from Gothenburg, uh, which is in Switzerland, with uh, 68,000 middle-aged women as to why they are gaining weight and what is the cause. Why are women gaining weight at a faster rate than men? Not in general, but why is it more effective to sleep more? Um, Spoiler alert, I just told you. And now, <laughs> with everything else being said, what did we talk about? I forgot. No, doesn't matter. Cool. You'll listen to the episode. Yeah, You'll know exactly what happened. It. All right, guys. Well, that was the shittiest intro we've ever done. We will talk to you later. Enjoy. Enjoy this. So you graduated from school but still have no idea what the fuck is going on? Good, because that was the point. Now you're just another mindless pawn in the system. But luckily, you stumbled upon the Young Minds Podcast where we tackle the most up-to-date and relevant topics with unfiltered discussion aimed at optimizing this video game that we call life. Alright, sexies, it's now time to dim the lights, sit back, relax, and open up that mind. And before we begin this journey, we kindly ask you to keep your hands and feet in the craft at all times. And, while you're at it, leave us a beautiful review on iTunes or Facebook. Thank you. Want to, uh... I always love that noise. What, when or it the starts? lack of a noise, yeah. Want to hear something funny, though? <sighs> yeah, dude. Let us know. I, uh, earlier... Actually, earlier, it was like right before I came here, I was bawling my eyes out crying from a facebook video legit just me myself and i and my computer like laughing or like no just oh, like that was sad. straight tearing let's uh just by myself sitting on my computer like a like a true man yeah yeah <laughs> just let me know before dude it was I a video you. it was a video of um this guy he he had a really heavy accent so actually he was from haiti i could tell from his french accent because they speak french there but it's like I don't know, French, African. It's a mix. That was something all I remember from. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, That was Haitian. I've talked to some Haitian people. so And then that's all I got. Yeah, stuff like that, right? So you could tell he's got a very thick accent. And um, it had text at the bottom of the video, like some kind of lovely song was playing. You know Facebook videos when they they put a little tune? They court you. They're like, you're about to cry, bitch. Exactly. Depending on the emotion is the the music they play, right? So this music playing very emotional. And... um, Text pops up at the bottom and it's like, whatever his name was, hasn't seen his brother in four years, right? So I guess his brother came up. He moved to America because uh, you could hear his girlfriend's voice is completely American. 
And uh, it's like, haven't seen his brother in four years. He sees his brother. He starts breaking down, crying, laughing. He's like, what? No. And it's just like really emotional. And I mean, when you haven't seen your brother for four years, it's extremely emotional, right? So he's going all in, uh, just so overwhelmed with joy, smiling, laughing. Like he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's just like bending over, laughing. He's like, is this real? And then, uh, then another text pops up and it goes, little does he know he's about to have the biggest surprise of his life. And then the girlfriend pans, it's like a cell phone camera. She pans and there's a a woman in the room next door, like peeking in. And it says like, it says, whatever his name is again, hasn't seen his mom in 10 years. So bro, he, he, he looks over, sees his mom in the room and just starts bawling and hits the floor. And he's like, mama, mama. And she's crying. And in, in French, she's like, don't cry. It's okay. And she like gets down and holds him and he's, He's bro. He's like a six foot seven man, huge man. Yeah. And he's on the floor, bawling his eyes out of pure joy. And he, he can't speak. He's breaking down. He just keeps crying and saying, mom, mom, like just, and you could see the raw emotion. And here I am sitting on my computer, just crying. I'm literally just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm literally crying. And I'm just like, this is insane. Yeah. But, but I like those though, man. We need those. No, of course I love them, but it was just funny me sitting there crying and I was home alone just like with my computer like, oh, okay. Bro, I cried. <laughs> I was like crying when that dude saw the li- the lion saw him for the first time. Remember that? There was a yeah. this guy who had a raised lion. Raised it. Yeah. He raised the lion and like, I forgot what the name was, but uh, they met and like the fucking lion was like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to Like it looked like he was running up to full kill speed, him. Right? Like, full speed. Was like, it a man shit. or was it a woman? No, it was a man. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was a man and a woman who took care of them, but it was the okay. man who the, the thing just like locked onto him after not seeing him for so long. I was like, yeah, you were just like, some shit. shit. Yeah. It's like I'm going to tackle by this big You know what thing. always gets me? The videos, like the compilations of uh, soldiers coming home. Yes. Always I gets me. That. I, I don't that. know why that always gets me. I always cry. How do you not know? Every time. That's amazing yeah but like every time you know how many videos i've seen of that and i'm not even it just yeah, cause it's the same it's the same roller coaster you go on you're like yeah. oh my god they're gonna say they're gonna say oh and there's just tears bam yeah dude i i i would cry on undercover boss you ever watch undercover yes. boss <laughs> dude i'm like this dude this guy's you driving to work in like a dollars. yeah he's driving to work in like a 93 <laughs> civic you're like he's, he's gonna just... save his family <laughs> So then he goes to work and he's like the coolest dude ever. He's crushing it every single day. Uh-huh. He's got the best attitude. Nothing can bother him. And then the CEO's just sitting there like, man, this makes me think of my dad and my the things that I have, all the pressures I have in my family. And then like out of nowhere, they're sitting at the end and they're they're talking and the person's like, oh my God, it's the CEO. Yeah. And they just make it rain on these people. Like, oh, $30,000 for your kid's tuition. And I'm like, holy shit. And like, well, I also want to give you $15,000 <laughs> just for you to spend on yourself because I want to see you spend more time with your family. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Because uh, 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 they do such, a good, the such a good job of building who that person is yeah. as like a sad role. Yeah. You know? So then at the end, they hit you with all the positives and you're like, yeah. he deserves it. They deserve it. You know? Like, <laughs> good for them. I love it. I love it. No, it's no, very we need that. And that, that goes to show that you're actually a real human and you're not a selfish oh, narcissist. I was questioning myself a couple weeks ago. Like your Instagram suggests. My Instagram's got three posts, bro. <laughs> 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 Come on. Oh, man. It's all in good love, man. Did we talk about that love. on here? Yeah, let's do it. I don't give a shit. We did, did we right before. Oh, I mentioned that my Instagram got deleted. Because well, no, you kept cracking jokes. You didn't. So I was like, you motherfucker. I don't think you said it got deleted. I think you just said it was on hold for now. Because on I hold. recently found out that it wasn't. That it's, yeah. it's gaboshed. Did, did they confirm? Like, all right. No, they just won't answer me. And you know what? You know what's crazy? Caitlin and I were talking about this the other day. 
so Facebook owns Instagram, right? So it's Facebook I'm emailing uh, their Instagram department to try and get my profile back because it got disabled for those of you who didn't listen to the last episode. Um, why it did, I have no clue. They just did and I can't get it back. So I was emailing Facebook and they responded to me twice, right? They sent something, I said something, they sent something back. And then just completely in the mid-conversation trying to trying to figure this out, stopped. Stopped cold, tur- tur- cold turkey. And I was talking to Caitlin about it. And it's like, you know, any other company, if some brand just fucking left me in the dark i could just so easily be like you know what i don't want to use apple anymore i'm gonna go use dell but for facebook they could do that they could not respond to anyone and be like fuck all you guys because there's no one else to use there's not another facebook there's not another instagram did you hear the statistic of how much they make the median make as in money in google and the median in facebook what they make. So the median being the, the middle, workers, the employees yeah, you're talking what, about. Yeah. I the did, employees. but I don't remember. Do you remember? Dude. So Google, the median employee. So that would mean like ev- from anywhere from custodian to CEO, the median, which would be the middle number. So if you took every salary, the middle number, not the, the average, but just the middle, they make $180,000 a year. They the do. middle. And then for Facebook, it's even crazier. They make two hundred and four uh thirty five thousand. Two hundred and thirty five thousand. It's the tech industry. Like, holy shit, you guys just don't care. You don't give a fuck. And then Apple, I think it was like Well I think it's like ninety thousand, but they have employees and like they have the retail stores, stores reach, yeah, that so. make minimum wage. So that's why it brings it down. But I bet if they were gone, that would skyrocket too. Oh. But it's the tech industry, and it's not only the tech industry, it's the leaders of the tech industry. So in order the to get of the world, yeah, in order to get the best people working with them, you know, it's competitive, and they drive the the salaries Unreal. up. Yeah, that's and crazy. They, and they like fish for it inside of other companies. Those people so. make that much money, they can't even respond to my damn email. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> they get paid. They're like, oh, fuck this kid and this stupid ass Instagram. Yeah, no, no. So so anyway, my Instagram's gone. That sucks, man. It's just the memories. It's more the memories on your story. That's the thing. Exactly, because like, all the photos I have, obviously, in my Google Photos, but yeah. my archived stories of, of like, because your stories are a lot funner. Then it's a story. It literally is a story yeah. of your life. If you're so everything from like when I met Caitlin and, and just all those memories when we first started here, like I have photos, but I had more stories and those are all gone now. You should be able to access them to retrieve. Yeah. Things. Well, I should be able to talk to someone. Yeah, right. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Right. But anyway, so beating that. Like so what I did horse. is I had um, three years ago, I ran the largest in- kangaroo Instagram in the world. Yes. Kangaroo. Um, and I would sell kangaroo merchandise, so like T-shirts, hats, phone cases, socks, um, hoodies, all the useful stuff. Very useful. I mean, memorabilia. It's not a landfill or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I would um, sell kangaroo oh. merchandise through here, through that page, and give away ten percent of the proceeds to an organization in Australia. Oh, you're so good. That helped rescue, rehabilitate, and release kangaroos. Yeah, it was lovely. Wow. So the page got up to twenty-four thousand followers, which was great. It was super active at the time. I was getting maybe six to seven thousand likes a photo. Uh, I haven't touched it in three years though. So after this, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to take that account, change the username, change the email, password, everything, delete all the photos, and just use it as my personal. So now I have brand new account and a lot of people unfollowed i actually made a post you know and i was like what's up kangaroo nation um you know thank you no i was like this is justin romano i'm the owner i started it three years ago um i appreciate all you guys following and showing support and my instagram got deleted so this is now going to be my personal and then i actually said i was like um i mainly post fitness and health so if you don't 
like that stuff. If you don't care about no, yourself, no, like at I encourage all. you to unfollow if you don't like fitness and health. And then I said, if you do, stick around for a week or two, see if you like my content, and uh, you know, we'll go from there. That's genuine as fuck. Yeah, I've made a couple posts like that, and they're probably listening now, possibly, possibly after we advertise so it. So it had twenty thousand followers when I got back on it, and now I'm down to seventeen point two. That's cool. Because you kind of gave people a choice. You you popped up. Yeah, like, if you, told you just them who went I was. kind of incognito, you went behind the, the scenes, it would have just been like a constant cascade, mm-hmm. a little negative, like drop, 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 yeah. drop, drop, drop. But now the one, the one thing that really matters, that's honestly, not, but. like sure, I have this big audience now, but it's not a fitness and health audience that I built before. Well, maybe you will convert them. I know, but uh, the analytics are now, before was like 70% male, mm-hmm. right? Ah. Just because... Obviously, what I post is male workouts, but now it's 68% women and mainly from Australia. Got it. Okay. It's Australia and then New York. We're going to have to make some Australia trips, dude. So, but Australia is a huge place for fitness and health. Of course. All the expos over there do better than the expos here. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just have, they have like 23 million people in all of Australia and most of them are in the cities. Exactly. So the ratio is off the charts over there. Oh, you're right. I see what you're the same amount of people go to those things that go to ours. Yes. And we have, you know, do the math, 12 times the amount of people. Um, anyway, speaking of fitness and health, because I kind of have oh. a couple things I want to talk about here. What do you got? So uh, your kangaroo story is really nice and everything, but I do want to get to the people. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> one thing I did want to talk about, cause I hear it a lot and I've been listening to podcasts that talk about it a lot and I've been incorporating it in my workouts a lot. And I just want to kind of go over the importance of both of these things, isolation workouts and compound workouts mm. and the importance of both of them, because I've converted myself from bodybuilding specifically only dedicated to that 100% to then more functional stuff. And then I completely jumped off of the isolation train, which to define to people who don't know, isolation exercises are when you move one joint and one muscle group at a time. Uh, That would be a bicep curl, a tricep extension, a leg extension, a leg curl, and you go, uh, go from there. Uh, Compound movements are things like bench press where, you know, your shoulder joint and your your elbow joints are moving and multiple muscles, your chest, triceps, and your shoulders are moving and a bunch of other muscles are stabilizing you. Uh, bent over row, deadlift, chin all, up squats, chin up, squat, pull up, uh, all those overhead press, everything like that. That's compound. That's where you're moving multiple joints and you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Now it depends on how much you work out a week. And I had a lot of people asking me these questions and I was listening to this on podcast. So it was just like the perfect storm for people that I do want to explain. Um, so for isolation exercises, they may be good, but they may, they are not going to build you the most muscle. Those are kind of like the fine tuning exercises towards the end of your workout. Right. And to get a nice little pump, like an isolated pump. Yeah. For the muscle to be trained. But the yeah. one takeaway from an isolation movement that you really want, no matter what type of workouts you're doing or what your goal is, if you don't want to get too big and too muscular for all the ladies out there who think that they're going to get too big, you're not going to get too big. Um, One thing about isolation is that you're going to focus on that muscle and build the mind-muscle connection to that muscle. So you'll be able to recruit it during your compound movements, the big movements, more effectively. This way you're recruiting that and helping yourself through those compound movements. Um, So, for example, a bicep curl 
or a hammer curl where you basically rotate your wrist to where your thumbs are up and you do a curl that you will isolate the bicep and you control your mind and your muscle to you control your mind and muscle connection basically optimally because it's all you're doing is just putting your mind to your bicep. Then you go and apply that to a chin up. You go up to a chin up bar, assisted chin up, whatever, whatever you're going to use. And then you start recruiting your biceps and your back and you start to feel the burn more in your biceps when you first started with that ice, that isolation movement, the bicep curl. Um, you move that over to the chin up and then you'll feel it as you're moving, as you're going through the motions. You'll feel it more than you would have if you did not do the bicep curl first. Um, also for chest and triceps, let's say, for example, bench press. I notice when I warm up my chest first and I do like a pec fly where I'm bringing my elbows inward towards my body using cables or maybe using dumbbells, you're priming that muscle. You're creating that connection to your chest before you then go into your bench press, which is the compound movement. That's the one where you're going to see the most progress, the most muscle building, the most metabolic advantage. And just to add on that, the chest press, since you are also using your shoulders and your scapula, mm -hmm. priming those with shoulder retractions for chest press has been one of the greatest things that I have done for yeah. my chest press. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, that's we always focus on the muscle that day. Like a lot of people who may go to the gym right now, they're thinking, well, on Monday, that is my chest and try day. Tuesday, that's back and buys. And then if you're fortunate enough to train your legs um, and you got over that hurdle, because I know a lot of people are just kind of not just doing getting it. by. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say that um, you do that on Thursday, Wednesday, whatever. And then you have an arm and a shoulder day, that type of shit, um, which we don't. I don't advise. I don't know if you do, but not really a fan of that. Hmm? Splits shoulder like day specifically uh yeah i do Excuse i do shoulder days like just shoulder i used to haven't in a while since being on the strong program but yeah i would gotcha. do just shoulders okay but it would never so, be just shoulders I yeah might throw it's so in hard something to do else that. but uh anyway so your ch uh, for your chest and try day we normally focus like okay i'm gonna warm up my chest and i'm gonna warm up my tries and i'm gonna warm up maybe my delts if you're that advanced but people don't even think about the thing that's supporting those muscles as you're moving them so like what people don't know is during a bench press or push-ups you're using your lats, the, the muscle that helps you pull up and chin up. Um, that's on the opposite side of the body, which is holding all of your skeleton and all the joints together, basically creating a solid foundation for when you press off. Um, I don't know if people tell you to pinch your shoulders when you go down onto the bench, and that is retracting your scapula, like Justin said before. And you're also incorporating your lats by pulling your shoulders down so that you could be in the proper position to then work your chest and your triceps through a bench press. Um, so in that case, priming your back, so doing like shoulder retractions and just getting everything warmed up surrounding that lift are going to help you more. So isolation exercises will help your big compound lift. If your focus that day is chest press, uh, bench press, don't just focus on warming up your chest and warming up your triceps, focus on warming up your entire body, maybe even do deadlifts to warm up very light deadlifts you know just go I through agree. the range of motion you know practice retracting your scapula and then do isolation for your chest don't do anything for, to failure just get everybody warmed up and recruited and then go do your lift and see how much more you probably increase your bench by about five to ten percent just from doing that 100 percent. and another point i want to bring up is that compounds lift compound lifts will always stimulate more muscle growth mm -hmm. so for example uh let's go back to that bicep curl right you can only curl well well I guarantee or I know a fact that chin-ups, weighted chin-ups, will 
give you better biceps than bicep curls. Now, a lot of people will argue that. However, here's the simple science of it. A bicep curl, even me, I could just grab maybe a 55 and do a curl. So it's 55 pounds to my bicep. I'm going to feel it directly because I have that isolation squeeze. However, if I do a chin up, now I have my weight, 180 pounds on my biceps and whatever kind of weight I strap to myself. So a 45 plate. So I have 185 plus 45, I have 200 something pounds now that my biceps are under the weight of. Same thing with a deadlift. A deadlift actually targets and strengthens your back more than a simple back row. Because once again, when you do a back row, like a seated cable row, right? Maybe you could do like 170, 180, right? Yeah. Deadlift, 470 pounds. Yeah. So now I have my back under that much more weight, getting that much more stimulated. And then people would also maybe argue or think, well, a deadlift, you're using your legs and, you know, that's why you're able to do more weight. But well, that's what we're trying to say, movement. yeah, but what we're trying to say is that your, your central nervous system, let's, let's bring that part up. Cause that's really the big, that's the reason why all this kind of makes sense, right? The central nervous system, your brain and the neuro connections from your brain down to your muscles, that stem, that whole web of connections is being primed and prepared for load. So the biggest loads that we put on are usually on squat or deadlift. Those are the big boys. Those are the compound movements. That's where we brace from, literally from head to toe. We're always braced. Everything is ready. Uh, we're supporting the spine, which is our foundation. And then from there, all the ancillary workouts, like a chest press or pull, row, pull up, chin up. Um, so the deadlift, we're holding 470 pounds, right? And let's just, let's put this in regular layman's. Like say you're doing a 225 pound deadlift and you're, you're going down, you're retracting your scapula, which means that you're bringing your, your shoulders down and back, right? So if you bring your shoulders down and you pull back, that's retraction of the scapula, which is going to support your spine as you're bent over. This way, you're not bending like a fishing rod, right? And then from there, you use your glutes and you do everything down there to drop down to the bar. But really, the important part is retracting that scapula. So if you're doing your deadlift, you're bracing for all of that weight, then you're driving it up, you're holding for uh, let's say 225 pounds as you deadlift up, now your central nervous system is ready for 225 pounds worth of load in that motion, which is retracting your scapula. Now, although you're not bending your elbows like you would a row, you are still priming your posterior chain, your back, the whole entire back side of your body for that weight. So now when you go from that deadlift, a couple of sets, maybe one set not to failure, you're getting the blood in there, you're getting your nervous system primed, you then go over to a row versus just going straight to the row without the deadlift part, you're going to be able to lift maybe 30% more. And I, I mean that, 30% at least. You're going to feel like you have this solid base behind you and that you're almost invincible. Um, and then you're working these muscles that you would normally just – you. You would isolate for the day, and I don't want to use that, overuse that term, but you're isolating your back and your biceps, and you're just using those muscles instead of warming everything up, starting from the legs up, from your feet up, and then getting that central nervous system primed for that workout. Do you know that the central nervous system has its own kind of thought process and brain? And what I mean by that is um, a clear example to show that your central nervous system, because studies show, say that when you pick up a 40, your brain knows it's a 40. Because you're used to it, if you're used to it, mm. and it'll t it'll only trigger a certain amount of muscle fibers, like not all of them, a certain amount to lift that 40, the amount you need. And the perfect example to show that this is true, you ever go to pick up um, a box or a gallon of water 
and you think it's full, so you brace. Yeah, you, you brace and you go to and you go to pick it up and you you grab it, lift, and you rip the whole thing up. You're like, holy shit, because you're literally subconsciously your central nervous system said this is going to be heavy. Fire this amount of muscle fibers. You fire all those muscle fibers. The gallon of water is empty, and you end up ripping it to the ceiling. I've, you're like, oh shit. I have a perfect story for that. At Outlift, when we go there, um, there's just different weights there. They have 25 kilogram weights. I'm not used to that. I don't, I've never handled 25 so what, kilograms. What did you think it was? I didn't think of it. I purposely just put them on to not know what the number was. So like I was blindly throwing 25s on and saying, okay, I'm going to work this until I hit a point where I'm like, ooh, this is challenging. And then I'm going to figure out what the did weight is. Did you think is. they were 25 pounds? No, no, I knew they were 25K, but I wasn't doing the math. Like oh, oh, oh. as I threw two, three on yeah, each yeah. side, I was like, okay, we're, we're going up. There's, we're around my max somewhere. And I just don't know exactly where I am. But if I was to approach it with 45s and I go, okay, I have four plates on each side. I know that's 405. I know what that feels like when I go into it. And my brain is already like, all right, you're doing this. Yeah, we you struggle. Remember this? We struggle for <laughs> yeah, this. So. Like, this is, this is where you go, fucking focus, you know? And then if you throw another five on each side, then you're like, okay, I know where that, I know where I'm going to be when I go drop down. I know what it's going to take to get it up. So I'm primed already. My brain is already going to autopilot almost and giving me X amount of potential versus putting those 25s on i was throwing two on each side then i put three on each side and i was like holy shit it's getting it's hard now yeah and then i did the math after but i was able to do more weight without knowing it and that alone just completely supported what you just said with the nervous system because i had no idea where i was what i was getting into i was like okay this is gonna be a lot of weight just go for it like go for some goal like get as much power create as much power as you can and drive that shit up. And then instead of saying, okay, well, I need about 90% of what I'm used to. Let's do it. You know, so no, you're very your nervous system is a fucking, it's a beautiful system because you can trick it to give you more benefit. You know, if you're willing to, uh, cause a lot of us, we get caught you know in a routine. What the greatest stories are about central nervous system. The one where there's such an adrenaline spike that your nervous system completely opens the gates. So mm -hmm. it's essentially your, your central nervous system, what it does is it restricts you from going all out, right? So f for example, let's take a car. Let's say we made this sport car and it can, it, it, it could rev up to 2000 horsepowers. However, if it goes to 2000 horsepower, the engine will blow, right? So the central nervous system comes in and naturally holds it back to about 1500, like governor. right? It holds it to 1500. Now you, there's stories in this world, fact, factual stories where I remember this one specific one, this one specific one, good use of words, Justin. I remember the specific story where this old lady, her son was working under a car. Uh, the jack broke, the car came down and he was kind of stuck where the tire and the car meet. Like he was in that doing some work. The wheel well? The wheel well. Exactly. How the fuck? He was in that Such a shitty spot to be. Well, he was stuck in there and he oh, was, man. his ribs were crushed and you could Google this and everything was, was damaged. Right. And he was stuck in there and dying. The lady came out, his mom, the old lady, she must've been in her seventies or eighties. And she had such an adrenaline spike that her central nervous system opened up the gates and said, fuck it. Use everything you got. And she was able to lift a car, not four wheels off the ground and but hold rip it above the suspension up rip so the suspension up enough to get him out and then there's other stories of um car crashes where the door was jammed and they couldn't get it opened and people had enough adrenaline 
because I think it was a loved one in the car, to grip their fingers around the door where it was like bent and completely rip the door off. And then the cool thing, the really cool thing, is that from that surge of adrenaline and floodgate open of central nervous system, they were complete. They all say that they were sore for three weeks straight, like complete body soreness. I can for th- only imagine because that your central nervous system is just it opens up the floodgates sometimes when your adrenaline spikes like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never had it happen to me, thankfully. But that's why people huff ammonia before they go into really high lifts, really uh, big lifts. You ever is see that like a power does? lifter ripping? Am- yeah, they yeah. they they smell the, it the and the then salt, it increases. Right? The, yeah, it's like a salt, and it's supposedly this like really like rank nasty thing. I've never done it. I'm kind of scared to do it, honestly. I don't, I don't see a po- point. Like, it's just, But would you do it if, if you had it? If it I'm was right scared. there and I was ready to max out, I'd be like, let's see what's going on here. But like, I wouldn't, some people just use it as a tool. Like every day. there are power lifters there's, who are there's like, there's people at Outlift who use it every day. Yeah. And it, that's just a way to, to hack your nervous system. But then to at some point, like it. everything else, you're going to adapt and then you get over it but that that's part of it where you're just like oh i'm in an uncomfortable state and then you brace and then it's this unnatural synthesis of adrenaline and energy yeah. where you're just like how the fuck am i gonna get this from oh let's smoke some, uh sniff some shit but uh yeah so anybody who has a question about isolation versus compound they're usually has to do with bodybuilding and they're thinking, all right, well, maybe isolating the biceps is going to give me a bigger pump on my bicep, which is going to give me more bicep development. All these words, these fancy words, it's all bullshit. Well, usually the question is how to structure it. Yeah. When to do compound, when to do isolation, if I should do both. So I heard this advice from, from one of the podcasts and it was perfect and I couldn't explain it better. If you're in a rush or if you're in a short term workout, maybe like half hour, right? And you have the choice of... It, say you're you're splitting your thing up into chest tries, back buys, legs. Uh, your chest day, if you only have one exercise that you could do for that day, just focus on the bench press, right? But do, you know, a nice amount. Do about seven or eight reps at least for about five sets if that was your whole day. You'd build the most mass from that. Um, or if you had five sets total, right? Let's say we had five sets total to use for that, that half-hour session. Um, I would put all five onto the bench press. Then if you had two, I would say you had two workouts. I would say do three sets on the bench press and then two sets on the incline bench. Then if you had the luxury of having three workouts, then I would say do the, the bench press, then the incline press, and then do a pec fly from there. Then you should, you could start isolating cause now you could diversify a little bit. Um, and then if you had to pick four, then you hit your triceps as well. So that would, you, would be when So would I you isolate. suggest starting the lift with a compound movement and moving into isolation as I, you progress through your workout? I would say your first working set where you go in there with full intent would be your chest press, yes. Your, compa- your compound prime, movement. Yeah, I would prime first, just get moving in the scapula, like we said before. Maybe I would do a couple of deadlifts, just quick, like very quick just to get things moving. And then my working set, my first working set would be on that compound chest press compound incline press next and then followed by a pec fly after that um and then if i had the luxury of a fourth one i would throw the triceps in there and then you kind of got everything in one but your best bang for your buck for muscle development and growth is going to be those compound movements because that's where you get the most muscular recruitment and it's it's functional you're actually using your body what it was intended to do and we weren't intended to do isolation workouts there's no isolation that we were intended to do so in that case, you're actually using your body for what it's designed for. 
Um, not that a bench press is really that much of a design. I would say dip would be probably the most natural thing we could do. But you should also add that in as well. But it's less, I think, is less on the, uh, what's it called? Yeah. On the delts. But any of those would work. Um, also, then for back, and we would do the same thing. I'd say for back, actually, it's one of the biggest things. Like we said before, deadlift would be the one, that's the king of back exercises is the deadlift. Um, then I would do like bent over rows and then I would do for every, so the back usually gets split up within a day, lats where you're pulling down, uh, chin-ups where you're putting, pulling down, pull-ups where you're pulling down, your elbows are going straight down and behind you versus a row where your elbows are going just behind you. Um, I would do more row motions like deadlift, bent over row, cable row, seated row. Well, well, let's name a compound movement for every body part. Let's yeah. do that. So for back, clearly, deadlift. Your, deadlift. your typical deadlift. Um, then I would do bent over row, which is basically like a deadlift with bent knees, and then a, a row from there. So you're bent over. And then you're also uh, bent over row, but an underhand grip, a supinated grip, where yeah. your palms are facing upwards. Like chin-up style. For your biceps. That is incredible for biceps that. right there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely do that. Um, and then... Squats, of course, for legs. Okay, yeah. Basically so targets. Legs. But... Uh, everything. Yeah, so squat, I mean, you can't beat a squat. For leg day, I don't even think I would do anything else besides squats, lunges. Um, so all unilateral, which are like using one side of your body for one set, then your other side. So like going for a... Uh, lunge you'd step forward with your left you go down with your right and then you sw swap it out right forward left down um, those are really big for your legs but what i would stay away from is leg press if you have like limited time do the squat focus on squat you focus on it like it's a skill try to be better at it bro people are so funny though i see it all the time on my story some people i follow They'll throw on like a thousand something pounds on leg press oh, God. and just take a video story. and be like, yeah, look at me. <laughs> and it's like, dude, it's a leg press. Like, first of all, your range of motion is nothing. The amount of weight you could put on is astronomical compared to how strong you actually are. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't work that much. And you ever notice that the seating position of a leg press is like an accordion where yeah. all your joints are just kind of zigzagged and they're and holding, you're just they're holding on that one point yeah. of your lower spine. Where yeah. the accordion's up and your lower spine just right, right about to <laughs> freaking like snap. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Felt good. Gets pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so a leg press, like if you're limited for time, people who like to, you know, do a lot on the leg press. Like I see a lot of bodybuilders like who are, you know, like the mindless bodybuilders, the guys who wear the weight belts all the time yeah. for everything. Those guys who lay down on the, the, they walk into a gym, put their knee sleeves on. Dude. For no reason. Oh God! But like, there's this is common. This isn't just like. Well, nah, I saw it, I, I saw it this morning. Once. This morning at the gym, a lady walked in, sat oh, in God. front of the lockers, and put on a knee sleeve and walked into the gym. And I was just like, "What are you doing? Por qué? You should be in the gym to fix your knee problem, not to just hold it. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is the place you can fix your immobilities. Yeah. And here you are, as you walk into the gym, take your jacket off, put a knee sleeve on, creating crutches. It's like okay, like. Yeah. This is literally the one place to fix your, your crutches. It bothers me, man. It bothers me a lot because a lot of it is ego, unearned ego too. And there was this kid, so this is a story it's I had also with the leg press. I wouldn't go all ego. It's also misinformation. You know, you're at a gym where everyone does it. You're like, yo, you got to throw your belt on. You're doing 315. Throw your belt. Why are they doing 315? What? To work out? What? Because their fucking ego's in the way. If, they, if you need a belt for 315, you should not be 
doing 315. No, Squatting. but maybe you don't need the belt, but you're just wearing it. Okay, because fine. everyone around you. I'm just Got saying. It. Okay, no, because that's the thing. Like, so I used to. I did this myself. I'm guilty. I did it too. I used to. As soon as I hit three fifteen, yeah, the I would put sec- the belt on. Exactly. The second I threw anything higher than three fifteen, I would throw a belt on. Like, because that was just my. All right, dude, got to get that on. And then I threw knee sleeves on. I never did knee sleeves. I did knee Are sleeves. Are they comfy? They're Do comfy they sling you? I'm so happy I have them now because now I'm Olympic lifting and like I'm not scraping my shins. So they kind of like around my calves. sling you right up, right? A little. Yeah, bit. But the, I, they have to, right? So if you're putting pressure around your knee squeezing As your you knee down. i mean that's like if you ever squeeze anything that has a joint in the middle it's going to comes right back come up, straight yeah. so yeah it helps nominally but it does give you that subconscious and your nervous system it gives a subconscious confidence that like you're gonna extend your knees completely mm-hmm. so i think it's absolute bullshit i would never do it again <laughs> but uh what was i saying so i used to i used to go to la fitness and there's this kid who went on the leg press and he put 10 plates on each side which isn't it's a lot but it's not that much for this question that he asked me he goes hey buddy um i'm gonna i'm going on a leg press can you just spot it for me bro i spotted a kid on a leg press which means i had to sit there (laughs) and put my fucking hand on the weights and just in case he went down and couldn't get it up i'd have to push it to get it up i have to push 20 plates well, I mean, yeah, give him some momentum. But, like, he asked me to spot his leg press. On a machine. On a machine. Yeah. And it was just like, this is... You ever see where the people, like, and he was wearing knee the sleeves. He was wearing knee sleeves. He was wearing no knee reason. sleeves. It's just shit like that where you guys just need to stop trying to recreate the wheel here and just focus on skill training. So just train each workout like it's a skill. Be the best at it. Make lightweight look heavy. Do it. Squeeze the muscle. If you want hypertrophy, if you want muscle size and gains that way, then go onto the bench press, do lighter weight, control the weight down nice and slow, build blood and build that nervous system charge and explode that weight up. Come down again. Make it hurt. Make it not hurt in a bad way, not like joint pain, but make it sting the muscle. The muscle should be fired. What's crazy is that a a simple... (laughs) I know, I fucking (laughs) choked up. What's crazy is that a simple uh, squat... With not a lot of weight, maybe 225, proper form and the right amount of volume week after week will do more than his 20 plates on a leg press. Yeah, and honestly, Way for, more development. For someone who could do 10 plates, yes. But like, if you're just getting to the gym now, get the bar, go down into full range of motion, stop every inch on the way down, That's and tough. see what's comfortable and what's not. And where it's uncomfortable, stay there. Visit that spot and work on that. Yeah, and then just I mean you have to be with a trainer if you're just starting you have to be with a trainer right now one of my clients we just started last week he's uh, 18 and has barely worked out he says he has but you could tell his form and everything so right now I'm trying to get I'm trying to get him uh, I'm putting him through priming and trying to get him to be able to retract his shoulders in the proper position because he can't even do Dude, that it's so hard it is hard to start. and I bro started, even I had trouble yeah. with that I, I keep telling him because he gets he's getting like not frustrated but you know it's kind of like why aren't we just benching and squatting? I'm like, dude, this is important. You have to get your retraction down, you know, before we do anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting him through those drills. And then also it's so hard to explain that. It is. It it's is so hard. To but I told him, that. I told, I have a three month program. I'm putting him on. And I, I told him like, commit with me for three months. I promise you, you will be completely different. Yeah. So he's, he's completely trusting me, which I love. So he's having trouble retracting and getting that position. And then he's also having trouble arc, arching the spine and kicking the butt out. As you come down to create squat. duck butt. Yeah, the duck butt. He keeps he the keeps Instagram it. Is what he we keeps call it. it he, he goes like this and turtle shells. 
And I'm like, no, 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 the other way. Like, bring the butt out. Probably and feels he vulnerable. Just, he has, yeah, because I'm standing right <laughs> behind him. Right behind him, one hand on each hip. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, it's just going to stay. But, but that bit. stuff is important, that proper form. I wouldn't put, just like you said, I wouldn't put any weight until you can get that form down. And then you could knock each each piece. So, like, his shoulder retraction, do you have, like, do you have him doing things like laying on maybe a foam roller? I have a lot of band work we're doing. Okay. So, you could lay on. So, one thing if a you want to A lot of tension. Try. A lot of tension poses. Like cobras coming back and just squeezing the lats so you get that, you know, n- neuromuscular connection. Yeah. But, all right. So, basically, also, one thing. How was that was, funny? No, it was, it was funny because the way you looked at me. <laughs> the way you was like, <laughs> neuromuscular connection. <Okay. laughs> um what I had, I was able to learn that by laying on a foam roller that went up my spine and then my head would rest at the end of the, the vertical or horizontal? vertically. So like the foam roller and my spine were, were stacked. Yeah. I stacked, I laid on top of it. You pinch it. And then I, yeah. And I put the, the back of my neck on top of the foam roller. So it was like perfect. It cut off right at my, my neck and I had my head back and then all I had to do is squeeze the, uh. I squeezed the foam roller because it there was tension points. It's kind of like that rock mm-hmm. tape stuff that people put on. Well, what I do, I it put like my hand makes you on his feel back there. I yeah. put my hand on his back and I'm like right here, like feel my fingers. That's what you want to squeeze, and that yeah. that helps a lot. Of course, yeah. I've done that with multiple clients. I do that, usually used to do that on a seated rows with people. Exactly. So as they would come in, I'd be like, no, 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 keep those shoulders down. Okay, you're gonna bring your elbows down, and you're just gonna squeeze my finger. Try to squeeze my finger. Squeeze my yeah. finger, and I would put my fingers onto their spine, and they would try to squeeze it with their back muscles, and that would work almost every time. Um, but that's something you could you should try with him. Just see if he he works with that foam roller. The foam roller. I know they have. I'll try that there. tomorrow. It's just it it helped me. I see that's why I had that specific issue because I just never understood it. I was like, yeah, what the fuck do you mean? And I was driving my elbows back and shrugging. Or you come up, you shrug, I was shrugging. Exactly. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. So like I would bring my elbows back, but I would bring them up and back because I was a pitcher. So I would always throw from the top. So my my elbow was always above my shoulder, mm-hmm. especially my right. So now when I do pull ups, I still have a hard time retracting my scaps just because my the connection in my head i have to rewrite that circuitry um but uh yeah so anyway isolation versus compound workouts isolation is not necessary it is recommended and depending on the volume that you're training so the amount that you're training per week if you're only training three times per week i would say start off with just compound workouts get as many compound workouts in as you can and just do those over and over again and build them like skills. If you have like five days out of the week where you're going to the gym, you can throw in some isolation workouts in there to stimulate more muscle growth. Um, and also depends on how much time you have in that day. I mean, some people could probably only work out a max of about an hour and a half. If you're doing any more than that, you're talking too much. So um, with that being said, if you have any questions, just ask us. Shoot us in the DMs. Uh, but a good way to start your... Uh, <laughs> To start your compound workouts would be with an isolation. Just run it through. Don't go to failure. Don't do bicep curls to failure. But do bicep curls to the point where you're like, ooh, I have a really good pump. Stop two before failure. Two you reps. Know, it's good trigger sessions with the bands. Yes. Those banded uh, isolation work. So banded bicep curls, banded tricep. Mm-hmm. You know, you could band anything. Yeah. Just and get a little it's different range, tension. Move, it's, move around. Yeah. The nature of the tension is weird because it's like it gets harder as you get to yeah. peak, which is nice. Um, so yeah, that would be for for those types of workouts. Um, I don't know if I would recommend. So a lot of people have a hard time incorporating their glutes into a squat. I noticed because you have to squeeze it. You have to trigger it. Yourself. Learn how to squeeze them. Yeah. Right. So what I'd like to do with clients would be to do glute bridges. So before it, the squat. Before the squat. Yep. So that would be the primer. 
that'd be just like you did bicep curls for a chin up or tricep extensions or pec fly for a bench press like same concept where you would lay on your back and i know a lot of people do these um this is your typical ass workout where you would put your shoulders on an elevated maybe six inch to about 10 inch box put your shoulders there and then your feet on the floor in front of you and you're elevated from your shoulders down to about your ass where your ass hits the ground and then your legs are on the floor as well put your heels into the ground drive your butt upwards while keeping your shoulders on the the elevated surface and then drive through your heels so elevate your toes and that'll incorporate your ass as much as you possibly can do that a couple of times get the burn in there make it make it sting yeah tension and then tension go poses. then shoot yeah so what i usually do top. is wrap a band around my ankles and just do kickbacks but really slow mm-hmm. kickbacks squeeze the entire posterior of my leg the hamstrings and the glutes mm-hmm. and squeeze that whole thing do one you know 10 on each side just yeah. tension hold the tension and then once you go into the squat, squat, you'll be like, hmm, I, I find that I squat. You. I find that I squat deeper when I do that. Yeah. I mean, it's your nervous system. So I noticed and a little TMI for people, but this is actually perfect uh, segue into my studies that I was doing this weekend. Oh, you're so um, studious. When I, <laughs> is that why you're wearing those glasses? Fuck yeah, dude. I'm staring at a screen right now. Uh, <laughs> shit. Oh, when what? I, when I microdose, when I okay. microdose uh, psychedelics, bum, uh, bum, preferably lysergic acid, dithylamide. Fucking, we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Anyway, but when you microdose, you actually toggle more of your central nervous system. You actually toggle parts of your brain that you don't normally have access to, and it also inhibits other parts. So what it what it does for me is allows me to increase my range of motion because my body, your nervous system, is what makes you tight in your muscles, right? So loosening of the nervous system or liberating the nervous system would allow you to increase your range of motion. So as you're doing what you're doing with priming and squatting and you're getting deeper after you prime, that's basically you're liberating or you're you're producing more flow to the parts of your body that need muscular recruitment, right? I need my ass to contract as I squat. So I need to build that relationship between my brain and my ass. So that's what the priming came for. Uh, came from. But when I used to mic, when I used to, still do, <laughs> when I microdose and work out, I'll come down and I'll automatically have that ability, which is cool. But I don't advise anybody to do this, but this is what I do every once in a while. Um, but when I do, I notice a clear, distinct difference. Like I could push my knees out. My ass goes down. It doesn't do that pinch at the end. A lot of people, like when you get to the bottom of a squat, your your ass curls in, curls forward, like your tailbone will curl forward. I, it doesn't do that because I have more access to the muscles so when you prime it's the same effect so when you start doing those isolations before you work out you'll be able to wrangle those muscles through the range of motion the way that you intended to but uh anyway speaking of psychedelics i did some research on psilocybin and you have a finger because well, i was gonna say i was looking for the word i i, I thought it was this but i didn't want to say it wrong what? but i i think what these uh what these chemicals do or mushrooms as well is they increase your proprioception which is your body awareness mm-hmm. so where you are in the space you know you you, you feel it more 100 percent, and that's why that's we why slay yes that's pong. why every time we do it we're beasts at ping pong Kill it. oh my god i've just connected that that makes muscles. so much sense time for a perfect segue thank you wait Justin. that makes so much sense all of that. guys every <laughs> time we microdose and play ping pong we turn asian like completely asian 
completely and that's props to asians because you guys are killing oh my it god if you watch if you, you watch do. professional ping pong videos you will be amazed it i think it's fake honestly it looks fake it doesn't it, i can't believe it's real because we play the and there's no of, way you can do that <laughs> the <laughs> level we play i'm like there's no way there's those people out there there's no way there's the people doing like the Dude. bent knees seven feet away from the the table type of thing like and i'm swinging full yeah. like a 90 mile per hour pitch like they don't let out they don't let down at all oh. they just but uh anyway so psilocybin which is the active ingredient in mushrooms um psilocybin inhibits the processing of negative emotions in the amygdala the amygdala is what controls your limbic system which is your your mood your reaction your emotional reactions to things right so people say oh i'm more connected or i feel more loving and caring when i take these substances and then and they noticed that the that it drops the activity in the amygdala. It actually brings it down. So it calms it down, which is the part of your brain that is the stress, the fight or fl- the not fight or flight. It's the, uh, the stress and emotional modulation. So like it's job is to find things that aren't in order and might harm and you not, that might harm you. And you're more, uh, reluctant it, it, to do more, it or you're more reluctant that to way do it or, or you're more inclined to react negatively yes when it's active right so it suppresses that that part of the brain so you're more open to things you don't have this pre-scripted thought process of how you're going to go about something like oh terry's here i fucking hate terry but no this time when terry walks into the room you're like She's got nice. I never noticed, you know, her hair, the way that she does it. She's she probably knows what she's doing. It's it sounds so funny, but it's so, so nice. True. Yeah, dude, we it's get like cr- that. It's amazing. It's like when you're on that know. high kick of just emotionally high, everything's fine and happy and you're mm-hmm. striking conversations with people you don't really like. Exactly. You don't just like you threatened. said, just Terry. Yeah, Terry, Terry and you're like, hey, Terry, how's your day? I like what you're doing. Because you yeah. feel great and you're like, how are you? Exactly. And it's that part of the brain that helps. Uh, it's it's a perfect survival um, mode of course right you need that to detect like what's funky and what's not like i should stay away from that that tribe looks dangerous this and that um but it decreases the activity in that part of your brain while also mimicking serotonin so it, serotonin is the happy good, feel good uh hormone uh, neurotransmitter um and basically what it does is makes you feel right it makes you feel like f- connected full like full of uh, joy, but not like in an elevated sense. That would be your dopamine, which brings you above and makes you feel even better. Serotonin makes you feel at ease and content. So the combination of psilocybin being like serotonin, it binds the receptors and also decreasing the activity of that part of your brain that makes you more reluctant to do things. It opens you up to new thought processes. So now what they're doing with psilocybin, they're actually fast tracking it in Washington uh, state. And Oregon. I love that so much. And there's fast tracking it for MAPS program, which is not the, it's, <laughs> the, it's the not the weight training program. programs we do. Yeah, it's actually, <laughs> uh, it's for veterans who have PTSD or people who have severe depression um, and schizophrenics. They, they go in there for, um, they basically have like a ceremony with psilocybin. They get injected with psilocybin and they have a shaman, so to speak. Or somebody who's going to help me. A therapist. Yeah, and nowadays, it's a th- called a therapist. Just yes. to not freak people out and think you're in some kind of Native American, yeah. like, <laughs> like, 
Cthulhu and <laughs> just like smack yeah. tambourines everywhere. Tambourines, that's the thing I was trying to do. <laughs> and a fire pit right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Walk into an office building, there's a fire pit. You're like, all right, I'm out. I'm, I'm more depressed. Like, <laughs> no, it's like this. a therapist who guides you through the uh, the trip. They ask you, you the right questions, right? Yes. They they say the right things, ask you the right questions, and kind of calm you down as you're feeling things you've never felt before, right? So what that's doing is creating this this. I want to say like a blank canvas for this person to explore what has happened in their past. Able Instead to of isolate that, the issue. Exactly. So so the thing, the part of the brain that would normally say, mm, don't touch that subject. Mm, don't do that. That's threatening. You know, that is suppressed. So now they have the ability to explore parts of their brain that are there, but they don't have that guard. They don't have that the bouncer at the door saying, no, you can't come in. Right. So it alleviates people of that. So they have a 96 percent success rate that's fucking incredible after a month of uh after a month treatment after treatment they all it's all anecdotal but the anecdote is that they feel much better and it's a positive reaction right so i mean who else is to say so that means that one of the people that they they uh one of the people said that there was no change Maybe they have a shitty home. Maybe they go home and they're just not happy. Like they're just what they're doing. Maybe yeah. they had this profound thing, but they have shitty and it, people. It also on. comes down to the person too, how much they want to, you know. Of course, but I saw ninety six and I was like, done. This is, of course, I, I want to go. There. I mean, I think anything sixty <laughs> yeah. or fifty percent and up. Yeah, even if it was twenty, I'd be like, okay, there's still something. And there's it's so funny how, um, how just the natural way prevails once again. It, I mean, how many over the counter <laughs> the... medicines for PTSD and anxiety and depression and, and they don't trauma work. are there? They like, how many, work. bro? You see, like, they don't work. What's, you got... what's their percentage? Was Shit. Shit. You know what percentage they care about? How much margin they make on profit. That's all that matters. Exactly. So, so here's another natural product 96%. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy they fast track it because if they don't fast track it, the process to get a. Um, to get a medicine approved for shelf, I was going to say 12. I thought it was 12 for years. For science. Well, science 12 journals. years of studying to get a a medical use of a product to the consumer. Exactly. Which is just absolutely So ridiculous. something with 96%. 96. Dude, dude. 96. And then on top of that, um, to, to add to that, what was I going to say? Hold on. It's here somewhere get it. and get it, get it, get it. Um, okay. So you said natural. Da, 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 da. Okay. I'm just going to go straight up to the LSD part because that's the unnatural one. Okay. But I, it, they're all part of the same thing. So LSD actually toggles the amygdala as well. But the one thing about LSD that's different, which is really cool Tell is me. that it, it mimics serotonin just <clears> like <throat> psilocybin. But what it does is it has a specific extra hydrogen that caps it onto the receptor that's why it lasts so long you ever notice when you do it it takes it's about like, like 12 hours. hours to like not feel it and then after that does that like 48 hour lingering yeah lingering where it's it's not a da- you're not coming down you're just experiencing it a little less it's it but it's the same thing it keeps you at homeostasis so you're balanced you're not like oh i'm really high right now you're not but it binds and then it caps itself and it holds itself there, so it doesn't get. Um, it now, doesn't just, get broken down. I just want to clarify for those listening what microdosing is, because yeah. you hear LSD, the first thing you think about is the movies and you know the walls changing colors and morphing Dripping. into you and <laughs> unicorns reaching out with like a, a grizzly bear hand trying to grab. Like you, that's what you think of. <laughs> I mean, like you've gone through this before. No, <laughs> I have not okay. gone through that. Um, but microdosing is taking what is it one sixth fifty micrograms out of normal dose which would be about 100 to 200 micrograms 250 micrograms is your average 
but so it's in about the a study, half dose or a quarter dose. So t- okay, so I just threw out a bunch of numbers that didn't make sense. Yeah, please, I'm like twenty to twenty five is a micro dose. One hundred to two fifty micrograms is a regular dose. On average, they find that it's about two hundred to two hundred fifty. This is what the study was saying, but when I get it, it's two hundred to two hundred fifty a a dose. Yeah. So taking ten percent of that would be twenty five. Taking, you know. Okay. Twenty percent so, would be fifty. The microdose of LSD is not this huge psychedelic trip where you're just gone, and you know you're out of commission for forty eight nope. hours. You don't really notice anything, but you kind of do. It's very slight, but like you said before, you're at complete homeostasis and just completely content with everything. Yeah, your day would go as it normally does. The one thing is that the bias. That limbic system in your brain subconsciously depressed a little bit in a good way, suppressed, and it allows you a more open canvas to approach your day. Now, less intense than a full dose, but it does enough of what you're intending for it to do for it to be a very, very helpful tool to be something that should not be frowned upon. It should almost be taken as a supplement. If we could get this studied longer and get you know I, i'm not advising people do this because you don't know what you're getting when you're getting it that's because we're like all black taking market. our own risk exactly yeah. and that's what sucks as soon as they legalize it for medical use like now all the studies can immerse and we could find okay how does this microdose of lsd really going to help us which exactly. I, I know for a fact it's going to a thousand times you might be listening to this podcast right now and think we're some weird junkies mm-hmm. well talk talk to me in 20 years then talk we'll to see. me now. You'll be like, "Oh shit! <laughs> Let's talk. Oh shit! Justin and Frank were right." Yeah, I, it's it's a it's inevitable. If if society cares about itself, if the leaders of society moving forward, if our generation, the millennials moving forward, care about the well being of the individual and they care about society, this will be legal and it will be promoted. I guarantee that one hundred percent. If we're still into this bullshit type of white haired, uh, you know. Let's let's keep all the uh, politics out of here. But those type of people who are super strict, heavy, heavily, heavily uh, religious in your typical, let's say, yeah. faith, um, that then we're never getting anywhere, right? If we don't have free-spirited people who are just thinking clearly. For the better. Not indoctrinated into some bullshit, but just clearly thinking. They're, they're level-headed. They have rationality. They don't act on emotion. Yeah, they don't act on emotion or they don't act on faith Money. that only acquire... That, works towards them then let's work in those bounds right uh then we will see psilocybin at the top we will see uh cannabis at the top and we will see lsd at the top maybe lsd might not even be that necessarily important because psilocybin might be great they work they both work kind of the same so we'll see we'll see what how what's sad is what's sad is that the our research on uh cannabinoids our body's own mechanics of cannabinoids was only found recently because only recently was marijuana legalized. Mm-hmm. So before, if you were a scientist trying to study cannabis, you were looked upon as, okay, you're not a scientist anymore. Anything you say is not credible. You are a piece of shit and you're, you're trash and you're a junkie. Mm-hmm. So that means every smart scientist never looked into it. So we never knew about the cannabinoid system that humans have naturally. So LSD in the 70s, as soon as it became illegal, all scientists who even wanted to study it, couldn't. So from the 70s, literally up until now, in the 2010 and over, nothing was studied on LSD, and we lost 
40 years of studying that we could have had to advance ourselves that much. Why? Just because they wanted to throw hippies in jail. So they made it illegal because hippies were doing it. Mm -hmm. 100%. They were disrupting the government. So they're like, what's the common through line with all these people? How can we throw them in jail? Let's make marijuana and LSD illegal. If we do that, we could throw all these hippies in jail. Exactly. Because that was the time of communism and the government looked at hippies as another communist group. So just for for that, you know, we lost... Just because of that, we didn't get, we did not find out about our own body's cannabinoids until literally recently. And guess what the name is? Cannabinoids. Cannabinoids come from cannabis. They could have been named something else. It's named cannabinoids because looking for the receptors for cannabis chemicals, THC and CBD, they found this system, which is the most abundant receptor in our body, is the CB1 and CB2 receptors. Yeah, that's CB1 why in our brain that's why and CB2 people, in our body. That's why when people say CBD is good for all of this and they give you a list that's 10 pages long, it's because our cannabinoid system is throughout our entire body. Yeah, exactly. And it's on top of that, I mean, it's so important and so intertwined with everything that it's not just a cure. It's not a one stop shop it, it is a one-stop shop it's not just like a one symptom thing where it's like nah, do you really have to smoke cannabis or ingest cannabis can't, can't you do something else it's like no i rather do cannabis i rather have this because this is the stuff that i secrete when i'm exercising i can now take it from a plant directly the plant that is the fastest growing on the planet is the strongest you can make hempcrete out of it. You can make concrete out of this shit. You can eat it. It has a full amino acid profile. It grows very quick and cheap and inef- and very efficiently so we could grow more of it and turn over crops faster. It's just, it's a no-brainer and we can make, we can make all different paper and textiles out Clothing, of it. Clothing, rope, the There's strongest so rope. There's so much we could do with it and it's we're coming. finally it's surfacing. Yeah, it's but we're surfacing. already getting our asses kicked by China and the economy. We're already getting our asses plummeted so now we're like, oh fuck, what, what else do we have? We should have had this done a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's coming now. Thankfully. Yeah. Well, luckily we have California. California is the perfect Colorado environment. Wind. I know, but the, the climate of California oh, is perfect yes, for growing weed. Um, so that we have at least. And I, f- I forgot what the uh, the statistic was. California is the fifth largest economy yes, in the in world. The world. They, they beat Great Britain. Unreal. Unreal. And it's relatively small. I mean, it's a big place, but it's for a country. It's not that small, you know? So uh, that's going to be our saving grace. These, these compounds, psilocybin, LSD, and cannabinoids, those are our way out because it's, it's for health. It's for economy. It's just for overall, just integration into society will make us better. It's stress relieving. And it's a homeostasis type of natural health. Right. It's not like, oh, we're going to give people Adderall so that we have a, uh, you know, a, a community full of fucking overachievers. No, you don't want that because there's a huge negative side. We don't want opiates to cover pain because then you have a huge negative side to that. This is promoting the individual, promoting the human, not giving them superpowers, but bringing them back to baseline. All these things bring people back to baseline. And I just I, I don't see the harm in it. It's absolutely ridiculous to know that these things are illegal. Um, also. To switch gears a little bit to our female audience. Oh, hey. Hey, ladies. Um, I have a study here that I looked up last night. And there is a study on... Well, there was a study done on 68,000 women who sleep less than five hours a night. Oh, my God. Less than five? 
Yeah. Well, so 68,000 women. There were a, a bunch of women who slept less than 5, 000, uh, five <laughs> hours a night. And they reported 32% more likely to gain 33 pounds or more over the course of 10 years. So over the course of 10 That's years, a big study. If you, yeah, it's a huge study. If, if you are a woman who slept for less than five or less hours a night, you had a 32% chance, a 32% higher chance. So 132%, let's say, um, relative to the, the population that was studied to gain 33 pounds over the next 10 years. So your lifestyle doesn't really matter that much. Your sleep is so important. Then they also had here, um, let's see, hold on. Well, let's talk about part? why sleep is important. Yeah, go for it. So when you sleep, that is your recovery time. That is when everything kind of slows down and then rebuilds. Mm-hmm. So when you cut that short, you're completely inhibiting yourself every night. Mm-hmm. And there was a study... So there is a, a reason, then it's on the other page. That's why I didn't see it. What? <laughs> so well, reason, reason to throw for it out really quick. So the the women who don't sleep that much were more fidgety and secreted more cortisol. Mm. Cortisol will suppress your hunger and make you eat less. Right. So this is a very uh, long cascade of negative events. Let's let's just put it that way. So you would think eating less is going to make you lose weight, but it doesn't matter here because over a long period of time, the hormonal reaction from cortisol results in a slower metabolism, which means that your body works less hard throughout the entire day, right? So it burns less calories. It's more, it's conserving calories because you're so stressed and then you sleep less, which means that you have less hormonal, uh, more less anabolic, um, I want to say anabolic because that's not the right word. Uh, you have less reparative state so your body's working with so little you're running yourself so thin not literally you're running your energy so thin that you're becoming very efficient with your energy and then your your hormones are then imbalanced and out of whack and then you just repeat that cycle for x amount of years and you gain more weight Um, and a lot of that has to do with then your body recovering from that lack of hunger but then you are looking at food as a way to deal with your stress so if you're only sleeping less than five hours there's a good chance that your lifestyle your job that's that's what i want to talk about right now is what is the lifestyle of someone who only gets that that many hours and what can you do to change it Mm -hmm. so the number one i the number one thing i see with people who are like oh i can't fall asleep before 2 a.m you know after 2 a.m., yeah, I could pass out. But before that, I do, I'm not tired. What they do is they're... I mean, what do you do when it's 11 p.m. and, and so forth? You turn on the you're light on, box. You're on TV, you're on your computer, or on your phone. The light box. There's, that's what the majority... Not everyone. Some people might read. But that is what the Probably majority of the, the people computer, do. At least. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or, the majority of people, once it's like 11 and so on, TV... Now, what does that do? TV, computers, phones, they all emit blue light. Blue light is blue light is found in nature, and what it does is it sends you it sends a signal to your body to wake up. Oh, it's found from the sun. Right? It's found from the sun. Yeah. And it, it gives you that wake up um, cortisol. Cortisol, exactly. Mm-hmm. So when it's nighttime. Which in that case is good. Because of course, it's, it's when you see the sun. So naturally, as humans, as we evolved, when the sun goes down, 
we get tired because there's no more blue light. But now we have blue light artificially all around us. So we are constantly stimulated with cortisol to stay up. So what would benefit you is once it turns, whatever time you start, you know, winding down, dim your lights. Say five or six o'clock. Sure. It should be. Well, when the sun goes down. Yeah. Yeah, Five or six o'clock. Dim your lights. Get off as many screens as you can. And if you need to, you know, if you need to be on your phone or computer, they have night mode. And besides night mode, the glasses you're wearing and the glasses I have. No, they're my backpack. (laughs) Blue light blockers from a company called Felix Gray's. They will block 90% of the blue light. And if you're watching the YouTube video, if you're watching the YouTube video right right now, they look like really cool, normal glasses. You can't tell. There's no, Frank doesn't have, or you have prescription, but not these ones, I have contacts on under these. Okay. So So you, there's no, the the lens is just a Like I don't look like, I don't look like I have those transitions on. You know, like those transition glasses. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that guy's got black. But even like the purple. Like Like they're like dark. There's the orange, which is strictly for this, but like it looks stupid. Then you have people who have transitions, which is for sensitive eyes. You ever see somebody who wears glasses and they get dark when they go outside? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you wearing? How the hell did you do that? And like, Mm -hmm. they're almost like a chameleon. And then they come inside and then it lights (laughs) up Um, or gets clear, whatever. But wearing these, dude, has completely changed my sleep. And I, I'm not just saying that. I know. You I, bought me the other day. I bought Jenna pair. I was like, you need these. Like, you're going to be studying. Like, I don't care. Yeah, just me and Kaylin have a pair, I need too. you to have these because you're just going to be a better person no matter what. Although she's an amazing person. <laughs> you're going to be a better person no matter what because you're going to sleep better and you're going to have less cortisol secretion because you're going to be studying all the time. And, you know, staring into a screen is not healthy. So if you could dim your screens and also put on glasses like these and i could see like if i go like this if i if i look down it's the same but there i've learned the difference now i was i was driving in uh it was raining out and it was like cloudy so it was very white like just outside of my dashboard was very white like the 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 clouds and shit and i was i tilted my head down and i tilted my head up just to see like what it looked like in and out of my glasses and there is like a slight orange hue it's actually a green there's a green hue yeah no it is take your glasses off and hold it up to the light take them off okay so then that is what do it and hold it up to the light oh you mean like yeah yeah and look through it yeah okay fine from the outside (laughs) but when no but what i'm saying is when you're looking through them (laughs) yes there's a green (laughs) hue on the outside if you're looking at my glasses it's green they look green like if I hit a certain angle no you don't have the light it'll be green but sure okay but when i'm looking through them it it's just it's like night mode on your phone how it goes from white light to like not even. orange light, like amber. Less though. Way less. But Way it's still, less. you could see that there's a difference. Because in the beginning, I was like, there's no difference at all when I was wearing yeah. these. So I would 100% invest light. on blue light glasses. And, and just the word, bucks. Just a word of caution, which I was exactly about the price. I previously had a pair of blue lights that I bought on Amazon and they were 20 bucks. And they came in from, I have no clue where. Most likely China. Now, because... This technology, this blue light blocking technology is very trendy right now and obviously very beneficial. A lot of companies are just getting glasses that are a dollar and literally painting on a like slight green hint to the lens. So you wear them and you're like, oh, I got blue light blockers and it was $20. Okay. So if you go to felixgray.com, I think it's gray with an E. A-Y. A-Y. Yeah. A-Y. FelixGray.com, those glasses are 100 bucks. F-E-L-I-X. And that is G-R-A-Y. because there's certifications, there's regulations, and there's standards that they meet test 
and put out to the public for you to see. So you know you're spending a hundred bucks and you're getting what you're getting not being R&D. you're not being fooled. You're not being tricked. Yeah, exactly. So that's you know definitely good uh, good uh, what's it called advice yes. because this is it, we're in an era now where if you're not looking at screens, you're probably failing. Like, I don't know anyone who doesn't look at a screen. That's true. I, it's just I don't. Um, who's successful for that matter? Like you're just not. I, I don't know. Um, if you have emails, texts, Instagram, fucking whatever the hell you set, Facebook, or you're typing shit up, you're a writer, whatever you are. If you're looking into a screen, you're watching TV, Netflix, wear these. It will just give you it's such an investment over time. Like think about the amount of hours that your eyes are exposed to this unnatural light. And then just know that there's a secretion of cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which is deteriorating your body. It's deteriorating your brain. It's actually and your retinas. Your I mean, retinas that, are deteriorating. That alone, yeah. I noticed my eyesight was getting so much worse. Just bro, can you imagine the kids growing up now? I still think it now, will get worse just because I'm looking. Can you imagine close. the kids growing up now with an iPad right when they're born, bro? And they look you at and it. I didn't close. have that. They yeah. look at it. I mean, close, how old, how dude. close you hold your phone sometimes? Like right here. Yeah, but right? but they're out of the womb, just like oh, look at this, because it feels almost it's stimulating. It's like for oh, your kids too. Bro. If you guys have kids, get these glasses. It's really and yeah. plus they're stylish. And we don't even have a they promo code. Really cool. We're just saying. Yeah, there's no promo code. At <laughs> I all. got nothing for you guys, but I bought it and I love them. Um, but yeah, that's it's super important. But just just to go back to the study specifically, why it was for women, um, their hormonal responses are way different than men's uh, physically. It's just physiological differences. This is not you know just a biased study. Um, so the women who slept less than five hours, they reported a higher likelihood to gain more weight, and it was. 33 pounds or more um which is incredible that's obesity you're you're going to be obese if you gain 33 pounds from being normal weight you are going to be obese um so with that being said you need to make sure that you're getting adequate sleep and if your lifestyle does not allow for that then you need to make changes otherwise you will have to deal with these consequences and that there is going to be no solution so the fat burner pill dr oz talks about blueberries and blackberries it's not going to help you you're not going to you're not going to skip cancer or alzheimer's disease or obesity you're not going to you are going to fall into that pocket you need to make change it is just it's black and white there's no there's no way of getting around it um chronic illness chronic disease is coming at us way faster than ever before because we're being fooled by a bunch of things we're sitting in front of screens secreting cortisol we're decreasing the amount that we sleep we decrease the amount that we move. I was talking about the other day. People use the fucking elevator at Lifetime Fitness. Three floors. It's a gym. Why are you using the elevator with your kids? Dude, when I went to Lifetime, when Caitlin and I went to Lifetime, and the guy had to show us around, he went to go use the elevator. And I was literally like, no, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, no, no, just use the elevator for this. And I was like, what? And Caitlin and him sided for the elevator and i was like why would you use the elevator why and we just went up to the third floor and i went in it like a dumbass i felt so stupid i felt so stupid using an elevator in a gym in a gym dude to go up two floors it's like there's a free workout right there for you you're not gonna sweat what you're gonna do is kind of increase blood flow you're gonna feel better when you get to the top if you're out of breath you should start doing something you should just start doing just something. Just go back down the you stairs and back up. You're a liability for society. If there's a fire in that building and people have to go down the stairs and your fat ass is not used to the fucking stairs, you're going to harm other people and you're going to die. Can you please use the <laughs> You're going stairs. to die. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, shit, Frank. You no, good? but dude, it pissed me off. I was like, really? Really? No, no. You are really dumb. I mean, I think the elevator is for handicap purposes, too. I didn't see any handicapped people <laughs> using it. I saw some schmuck in a suit, the guy who probably showed you around, 
walk in there with a woman and her kids, and they all got in the elevator together. And they went up that elevator, and they went up to the second floor where I was 20 minutes earlier than they got there. And I was like, hi, I just used the stairs, and guess what? I got a workout free, by the way, you know. Um, you're about to pay $150 a month here, and uh, 180. It went up. That sucks for them. Yeah. I got in right when the garage door was closing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Well, plus, for... you're under 30. It's cheaper for Facts. people under 30. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyway, just guys, please, if you could just do one thing for your fitness. If you're not going to go to the gym, you're not going to go meal prep, you're not going to sleep eight hours, just go walk up the stairs. Just walk. By the way, yeah, I feel really good right now. Oh, you took the you took the combo. I took the combo. Oh, I gotta take some. Dude, I combo. feel really good. I know. I when bet. did I take it at three twenty? Wow, it's five fifteen already. Hey, what that's how good fuck? it is. Yeah, it's I feel days, really so. good. So it, uh, it was. Right. So basically, you want to spill it? I don't know. Not yet. You want to keep no, it secret? I don't, I don't yeah. Spill that shit yet. Yeah, Frank and I made a little a, combination. It's a prototype. It's a yeah. prototype that uh, we're, we're about to... typing some drugs, some pills. Yeah, but yeah, not really. But yeah, sure. <laughs> Something <laughs> I mean, that was no, viewed as a substance that shouldn't be legal, but it is now legal because there's nothing wrong with it. Well, we've talked about it. We've talked about and, Kratom. Uh, yeah, Kratom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't mind saying it. But uh, yeah, so we are in the middle of creating a combination of things that help work together, and there's a way to feel good out of this, and we will all natural. We'll show you. One All day. really good mood enhancing. It's it's we unreal. plan we plan to make one serving, the size where you get a little bit of enhancement. So we're we're gonna recommend uh, studying with one serving, um, working or just anything where you need to, a little mental focus. And then if you take two servings of this product, was will be like the physical activity where you're going to get a lot of energy and a lot of mood and a lot of focus. And uh, the one thing, so I'm not gonna talk about it now because I'm dealing with it at the moment. And, oh, with uh, your back. Yeah. Right? So I tweak my back because I'm conforming to my girlfriend's ways, I guess I you could say. To, I was just about <laughs> to throw her in somehow. <laughs> so she, yeah, so she's like a fucking animal Olympic lifter, uh, which Dude, is like her cleans. Insta and, stories of her failing with the, what is that? I don't even know what that's snatch. called. A snatch? a snatch. Yeah. So scary. She's showing her snatch on Instagram. So scary. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Three fails, right? And yes. So, one of them, she flew. Oh my god, I was just scared. Yeah, so it's basically. I like skipped forward, and I was like, "No, I should watch it." It's like if you did a deadlift and exploded the weight up above your head into a shoulder press lockout. When you're in a squat, you shoulder press lock it out. Yes. Yeah, so then come up, just uh, put yeah. your hands over. Just try to do that. Just phase your just 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 phase me and just go squat with your arms above your head and just see if your hands go above your head, not forward. Mine kind of go forward, honestly. I yeah, don't even have because you're not training. It's Hard, I can't. Yeah, I can kind of now because I'm trying to do it. But With like your little I bunny hop, dude. Fuck yeah, my little bunny hop. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but basically, so we're doing the cleans. So if anyone knows, it's like a deadlift where you rack it onto your shoulders, um, onto the front. Like so, you go from a deadlift to a front squat. Um, so that's what I've been doing, right? So it's very explosive. It's a lot of hip thrusting. Every beginning of my workout, that's what I do. I just do that and I practice the skill. Now, there was a day where I did a two-a-day, and it was Saturday, because I just had nothing going on at yeah. night, and over you know, no one was yourself, around, right? so yeah. I don't I don't rest day. It doesn't happen. I just have active rest days. I'll go to the gym, but I'll do yeah. light things. I'll do priming, and I'll do some mobility work, right, uh, and some core work. Uh, so I won't put my muscles through a workout. But basically what I did that day was heavy, heavy, heavy cleans for the first time, or heavy relative to my my strength have you? uh 215 oh, that's a lot yeah i was in 215 and then i did two of 225 two reps of 225 
but then I did 215 for a while, and then went down to 195. But I did so much volume. I did like 40. Well, yeah, before I did that, like 40 total reps a lot. of cleans, which was just a lot. And it's your second workout for the day? No, it was the first. That okay. was the morning. Oh, and I was then say. I went later because I didn't do anything else. So I just did that in the morning, right? So I was just cleaning. And then at night, yeah. I, I went to the gym and did a bunch of core work, but I was doing Turkish get ups with the barbell, like you see on my Instagram, where I one arm snatch. So I bring the barbell from the floor to the to above my head and that motion, just the asymmetry I was trying to use. So with a, I have to explain it so people understand if I have a regular standard clean, I'd have both of my arms on the, the barbell and I basically be doing a really fast deadlift and bringing both of my arms up to my shoulders, which means that the the motion is even on my left and even on my right. So my both of my arms are pulling. It's really just one general motion in my back now when you do it with one arm you're torquing you're twisting your spine because if you were to think about it now if you're going to go drop down and do a deadlift but you only hold one hand in the middle of the bar you're twisting your spine a little bit so i did that to just get the weight above me so i was doing it with 95 pounds i cle- i snatched it and i was fine i didn't feel it but i knew in that moment like hmm, you're doing this differently you're doing this with the form that you do cleans with did you fart that was a stomach growl, actually. Oh, okay. You heard that, right? Yeah, I was like, that was very delicate. I don't, know if, I, delicate I don't know if I was feeling it or hurt hearing it through the headphones. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I did the snatch of one arm, and I guess the the torquing of my spine, like basically wringing out a towel, that twisting motion, I guess fucked something up in my lower lower discs. Um, but nothing crazy. It's very light. It's very minor. But so anyway, now I have this pain that I've had for three days now, and. The one thing that's working is Kratom. Kratom at a higher dose. So remember when we used to bring it up, we'd say in low doses, it's a mild stimulant. In moderate doses, it's like the perfect medium between stimulant and like pain suppressant. And then higher than that, it's it's pain suppressant. Oh, so what did you take? I took four grams. Oh, you took four grams? Once, just to try it. So, and four grams cumulative throughout the day. So I took oh, three grams on different. a, I took that's three different. grams on a fasted stomach and I took one of our, our blends, hmm. um, midday to try to boost myself up. And as I'm drinking the cup of tea, cause I, I made our thing in a tea, dude, I was just like, where'd it go? Where's my lower back pain? And I was mobile. Was very mobile. Like I felt like I could go into all of the ranges and, of motion. And you were probably mentally stimulated. Didn't feel a thing. Nothing. Zero thing. Not even like a little pain. And then at night, that's I was beautiful. like, okay, she's coming Such back. Such a beautiful thing. Because kratom's once again, Bro. it's just a leaf. Kratom's part of the family. I, oh my god, it's part, it is part family. of the family. Well, it's Hell part yeah, of my family now. It's no, kratom is part of the coffee family. It is a leaf found in Indonesia mm-hmm. that they've been drinking tea with for hundreds of centuries. Yeah, and on top of that, it is. A giant uh, anti-inflammatory. It's that. It's a giant aid in getting people off of opiate use and stimulant use, like Adderall or crack cocaine. So both of those camps could resort to kratom as a way to uh, decrease dependency and actually take people off and not get withdrawal symptom uh, symptoms. So for me, it's a no-brainer. I mean, we're we're going full fledged with this thing. I'm very happy. I want to be a part of this. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it so much. And I think that's going to be our our thing that we promote from now on. I want it to be because it, it's it's a real benefit to people. Yeah. It's a holistic, natural, or I was talking to my benefit. Aunt. I was talking to my aunt about it last night, and I just motor mouth the entire time. I've never felt so flow state in my life. 
Well, I just, you have passion dude, behind I, it. But that's what I'm saying. I was like, this is helping me now. Before it was boosting me. Before it was like, hey, I got a little energy. This mm-hmm. is a cool thing. Ooh, fuck Alpha Brain. I'm going to take this now. Like, that's just how I felt. I felt like this is the new thing. Fuck everything else I've been doing. Now it is actually an ally. It is. It brought me up from being down. It took an ailment away. It's promoting my well-being. It's just like, there's no substance out there that does this. Weed could fuck off. Oh, weed could fuck off. I would take Kratom over weed any day, any day. Okay. And I mean that. Duly noted. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So like just because of the pain properties, like I I smoke at night because I like the CBD effect. I love the THC effect, but I love the CBD. Right. And like if I could just have the CBD, which I do, but it's expensive to take that every single day. It's a little much and I don't really need it. I get that from uh, exercise and decompression and sauna. Uh, So I don't really need CBD. I love it, but Kratom, dude, there's, that's, that's something yeah. else. No, man. I take, I take it, I think three, four times a week. I take Maybe it, like, even four, five. five times a I'd week now, actually. Yeah. I take a, I don't even need a tolerance break because there's no tolerance. I'm still taking the same amount. I take two grams whenever I use it. I take 2.5 whenever I'm like, Ooh, I want to, I want more. I wanna, and then yeah. three grams gets me a little like more sedated, but I'm still up kind of thing. So like I'm I on have, three. still have a sweet spot. Right. No, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on three. Three right three? now. The du- two servings is three grams. Depends of on the day for me with three. Yeah. Because I don't I do not do it much because I try to keep my, I call it my tolerance, but I don't think it exists. But I keep that low. I just try to take less. Yeah. Well, Mike it tested works. it and took it for 30 days straight every day, two grams. And he said he definitely felt a difference from stopping and then retaking it. But stopping like three, four days and yeah. then taking it again. Of course. He I said mean, you shouldn't need it. You shouldn't need this. No, right? so like, it shouldn't. No, absolutely yeah. not. So I, I look at it as a, just a win-win. Whenever you do take it, it's a win. It's, yeah. Well, this is, is like anything. Any supplement should not be every day. Yeah. And there's a reason all. for absence. You know, you need absence. It makes things better. Just like I haven't seen Jen in four days. Four? Yeah, four. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Saturday I saw her. Wow. So Tuesday. No, Actually, three, wait. Three, when was the last days. time I saw Caitlin? Three days. Been three full days and it was like shit, man. Come back, you know. So just think of that. Well, I think happens. absence. I think it's the same thing. We mean, Kalen. Absence it's been three days, man. You need it. I feel I, like everything. Caffeine. I use it as a weapon. It's not. <sighs> I'm having a hard it. time getting rid of caffeine, to be honest. Did you try cordyceps? Another part. I have of ashwagandha. What we're doing. I have ashwagandha pills. I don't. I've never tried ashwagandha by itself. Well, it's, it's the same thing. It's an adaptogen. Ad- adaptogen. I know, but like, what specifically it does? Like, just like you know, beep, beep, cordyceps beep. do something. You know, I don't want to spill too much out there. Yeah, you know sh- what I'm saying. You tell him. He's speaking. All right, guys, much. can't wait for that. But uh, I think we are hitting that that cap on how long this episode has gone. Uh, it's an hour and twenty. Yeah, that's not that much. We're good though. Sl- no, it's good. But yeah. like, I'd like to shut the mic. <laughs> like I said before, I feel green. So oh, and. Uh, slay your ass in ping pong again do we really have to talk about that you know what the record is right now Dude, shut up ah, it's three nothing but who's asking turkey i have nothing to say about that yeah buddy At least, hey what was last time uh, you beat me by one so six f- five five to four six five yeah six by five. one or by two and then what happened before that remember <laughs> was it eight eight and one one? No, actually, Eight I don't recall. One. Wow, that's like I wasn't here that day. So let's add up all the scores. Yeah, it's a lot. It's thirteen and get, get me 16, some LSD. Get me some LSD. To, oh, I didn't take it. If we both do it, I mean, then it's just like we're both like. Doo, doo, doo. 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, this has been a very eventful podcast. I yeah, like guys, this. we um, I came prepared this time. I, I like doing that. Yeah. I like coming to these prepared. Let us know in the comments if you've come this far how you like the structure better. What comments? The com- fucking the, the things the that reviews? they don't do. Yeah, they don't do that. People do that don't review. I want you to do it more now. Uh, the <laughs> reviews, like, if you guys could please, in the reviews, just let us know what structure you like better. This where we come in with studies and we bring bring shit to the table or where we just talk and somehow get somewhere i think the guests are number one and then guests let us know out of those three that's about to increase a lot we have a special announcement that we're not going to talk about now but coming very soon we have a special announcement that we're not going to make right now yes and with that we'll leave you hanging hanging crying bye okay guys see (laughs) you i'm not fucking leaving (laughs) 